Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Whoa, what's that? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy, but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. Right now, FlexiSpot is offering huge Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings on the E7 Pro Plus standing desk with up to $160 off. Plus, use code 20OFF right now for an additional $20 off. Go to FlexiSpot.com today and use code 20OFF to get up to $180 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk from November 25th to the 28th only. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com today it's here peloton's best offer of the season get up to 300 off accessories when you purchase a peloton tread choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor non-slip grip dumbbells yoga blocks and more if you've been looking for a sign to join peloton this offer gives you everything you need to get going hurry peloton's best offer of the season is here but not for long visit onepeloton.com to learn more all access membership separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at onepeloton.com. Okay, Carl. Sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, you no, no, no. Do. We're we're good. So I'm I'm just gonna do that, and then at the end, you guys are are doing your uh who uh who watches, um, who we watching? Yeah. Yep. I guess uh is my mute button good? It's yep. it's working. Then uh. If uh, if you all are ready, I'm ready. Jammer, ready? So ready. I'll Let's do this. So ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship international podcast of LRMOnline.com, as well as the Genreverse Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts today, Joseph Jammer Medina, joined by the lovely Brit from Dubai, Danny Bartlett. Hello, Danny. Good even song to you, sir. I am super stoked about tonight. We've just been chatting. I'm not sure um, what we'll include, but this has been actually quite fun figuring out what we're going to do. I know you're about to tell the dear listener and the dear viewer what it is, but this has been a fun uh, a fun couple of days as I've been plowing through this stuff. I'm looking forward to I... this. This is going to be fun. So I'm sure as we go through it, we're going to pick apart some of my decisions on it. But at the same time, I'm actually shocked at how easy this was. So what I'm referring to and what he's referring to is us rating the entirety of Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is very unique in that it is, of course, uh, the first phase to include television shows or Disney Plus series, streaming series, as it were. Um, so at first, Danny asked me the rightful question, are we going to be doing them separate lists? And I'm like, no, all combined. They're all equally <laughs> MCU projects. So we are weighing them all the same against each other. Um, but yeah, this has been, this has been a one heck of a couple of years since the phase four started, which was, I believe the middle of last year kicked off with uh i think it was black widow if i'm not mistaken actually yes, i should sir. get my list in front of me which i have it here just so that i know what the heck i'm talking about here um but black yeah widow so was the first movie one division was the first show yep exactly so what i'm going to do really quick is i'm going to just list all of the movies and then list all the tv shows just so that you know what we're including because there are a couple things that we are not including so 
and I'll just say what those are right off the bat. We're not including the special Werewolf by Werewolf by Night, and we are not including I Am Groot, the series of Disney Plus shorts. Um, we also can't technically in- include uh, Guardians Holiday Special, which is technically ah, part of Phase Four because it it's is, not not out yet. Yeah, I guess we're not including that. I guess I'm a bit premature, but that's what's new, right? Um, so. Let's let's let me go ahead and list the movies first of all. The phase four of the MCU on the film front consists of Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then on the TV side of things, as Danny mentioned, it started with WandaVision, then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, season one, What If, Hawkeye. Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, so as I mentioned, No Werewolf by Night. So I did enjoy it quite a bit. I'm not as crazy about it as other people seem to be. It was fine. I enjoyed it, but not like a huge, not a huge thing for me. Um, I enjoyed the style and all that, but I, I didn't look at it and go like, oh my God, this guy, need Michael Cacino needs to go back, come back and direct another thing in the MCU. Like I didn't feel that at all, but it was a fun little side project. I think it accomplished what, a special project or whatever it's called a special it's supposed to do. And I think it help it helps expand what Marvel could ultimately do. Like, Hey, maybe they can have legitimate spinoff specials for characters that are interesting enough for 45 minute stints, but maybe not for a full movie or series. So it gives some flexibility to the format, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, so here we go. Let's go ahead and start with, uh, 15 or 15 through 11 so what we'll do the way we'll do it danny is yep, we'll so. each go one by one lowering like go i do my 15 you do your 15 and then we'll kind of go back and forth until we make our way down yep, so. you can't do 15 because you actually did not include what if but it's fitting because uh, no. what if is my number 15 it is my least <laughs> favorite of the phase four um and it's funny because i love animation so much but i don't like a lot of American animation. And for one of me, I'm wondering, thinking like, is it a snobbery that I have against American animation? Or is it something specific? We're I'm just not a weeds, huge jammer. No, here's the thing. I here <laughs> maybe. I don't think um I don't like any of the Star Wars animation. And to me, I kind of felt what if felt kind of like the Star Wars animation to me. And it had to do with the pacing of the way the way the characters talked. They seem like overly emotive. The pacing is just too fast. Things happen too quickly for me. And it doesn't feel like anything has any real weight to it. And that goes both for the animation and just the the gravitas of the situations that occur. Like everyone talks about, oh, the Doctor Strange one is so good. It's the best one. It's pretty good. I, I think I like in my head what I autocomplete happens more than I actually like what happens. I'm like, Oh, the implications surrounding that are really cool. I like the fact that they went dark. I like a bunch of other stuff about it, but it's never executed in a way that I really like. Now, am I just a weeb? It's possible, but I just, you know, I recently, I've been preaching how amazing arcane is, uh, even though I'd only watched half of it until recently. And I watched it again all the way through. Now that is the type of American. Well, it's not really American. I guess it's, european but that is the type of animation that i can get behind like that that animation the fit has physical weight to it in the actual animation and there is they're really good at 
focusing on the emotional core of the story. And I just think that they're better. They're, they're more uh, character arc and emotion driven than they are concept driven. And I think that really helps to dictate the overall pacing, them allowing things to pause, them allowing moments to linger uh, in a way that maybe is more comparable to live action than what we're getting with these animated projects. So that's to me why I think what if, didn't fit the bill for me. I know you'll watch a few episodes of it, Danny. What do you think of yeah. based on what I said? Is that does that ring true to you at all? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned about the Star Wars ones because it's only been very recently that I actually stuck myself down and 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 plowed through Clone Wars and things like that. And after I got past the first two or three seasons, I actually really enjoyed those shows. But what 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 you were mentioning about the way that the it's uh, it's very stuff happens very quickly etc cetera, etc cetera. i i get that i do understand that i do see that and feel that but i don't mind the actual visual style as much of what it seems that you do so yeah i i'm i'm not a huge uh, huge fan of um um that um those what if shows that i did manage to watch i think that's why i didn't manage to see all of them because i found them quite quite tough to get through um but i agree with you on the way that they're paced etc but i the actual visual style i don't tend to mind so much i'm not familiar with this arcane property that you've just mentioned though is there something oh my else god that, similar that i might have known about you need to watch arcane it's so good i can i'm gonna you, find it buddy uh I'm well we have reach. it here in the states on netflix i don't know where oh, it would okay. be where you are i'll send you I like a, just a youtube well. video of something like it is cool the animation okay. so you could tell it has a TV budget and it kind of yep. resembles a video game in some ways. But I think what they do is they use a video game engine to do sort of the basic animation, but then they touch it up okay. using, you know, by manually. And then they have like hand-drawn elements on the important parts so that it really emphasizes okay. the emotion behind it. So it's really, um, it just what, looks great. What is it, buddy? Sorry, Jam, is it, is it a fantasy? Is it sci-fi? Is it uh, It's a fantasy. All of the above? Okay, fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't kind mind. of a steampunk. Yeah. Okay. Kind, kind of steampunk. Right. Okay, I'm pretty sure we have the same stuff as you guys have on Netflix, the 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 region that I've got here in Dubai. So I will, I'm no doubt. Before we finish up today, I definitely want to yeah. like show, send you a clip or something and then yeah. see your thoughts in real time because I think it's just, it's crazy. Okay. It kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Into the Spider-Verse, but yeah. you know, its own style. But in terms of, the, the uniqueness of the animation i think that's where okay. it holds up but um okay. i don't so going back to the star wars thing i don't mind the way it looks i mind the way they move the way it feels right. that to okay. me always rings false and i think that may be my big problem with it is it just feels okay. there's no weight feels a bit cheap um okay. you know i hate saying that because there are a lot of animators who are very talented who work really hard on it but you know they're working on a budget and time constraints and sure. stuff so it's like i think that's all it has to do with it it's just not my cup of tea but a lot of people love it so it's just not for me fair enough so that's number 15 and it sounds like i probably would put <laughs> i would have put it in the same place anyway because the way episodes i did watch never really rang true to me never really got my juices flowing never got me in the jellies so i probably <laughs> would have put it on 15 anyway Exactly. Um, yep. So my number 14 is Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, <laughs> you know, I found this movie to be entertaining, but it was kind of, it just had no weight to it. Like, I hate to say this. It had no emotional weight to it. Um, you mentioned this in our review where 
just their their willingness to make a joke about something while it's funny it takes away from the world the universe as a whole and it's just not yeah. it's not conducive to a thriving universe it just undercuts it at every level um yeah. and i think it had a really good core emotional story they had a good spine of a story there with jane yeah. um having her cancer situation it just they were just too willing to lean into the cheap jokes to yep. make it really work so that's why it's my 14 what about you what's your 14 yeah i i, I agree with everything you said about about thor uh, and uh when we get to where thor is in my list i'll have the same things to say about why it's so low but my 14 actually is ms marvel oh wow I okay really could not connect with that show at all i found i found the humor there almost non-existent whereas in Thor at least like you just said I found the humor funny the the goats were funny I laughed it just I mean I, I can't put it any better than you just said about how it detracts from the universe but Ms. Marvel for me the jokes just didn't land I couldn't relate connect give a shit about any of the characters I really couldn't and that was the show that I found the hardest to finish I forced myself to finish it just to just to know how it actually ends and if it has any impact on on phase four what it's going through but of all the TV shows and all the films, it was the one I struggled with the most to find anything at all to even mildly enjoy in it. Um, I guess I could say I like the idea of them using the graphics in the background, you know, when they were playing with the graffiti on the side. I, I like that, but that's it. I really can't get anything about this show to, to like, so it's got to be down at the bottom of my list. Ms. Marvel for me, number 14. It is, it is at the top half of my list. But so we'll get into I'll address any of your comments that you have. I get where you're coming from, but we'll talk about it more when we get to it. My oh. number 13 is Eternals. Um, you know, I didn't dislike this movie. Like I like the only two things I dislike. I would say I legitimately dislike from phase four were Thor and what if everything else <laughs> I'd say on some level I did like, even if it was kind of ho-hum on a lot of them. Um, and I think yeah. this is like sort of mildly ho-hum Eternals. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very beautiful. I liked a lot of aspects about it. It just oh, it felt looked beautiful, different. didn't it? Yeah, it looked beautiful. Um, I liked aspects of the fight at the end. I liked a lot of, a lot of what it did. Um, but I think it would have been better as a TV series than a movie, the more I reflect back yeah. on it. Um, and I, I like a lot of what they did. I just wish that it was more, frankly, entertaining. Um, yep. And I think that's sort of my biggest problem with it. Uh, they 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 do so much to scatter the the screen time between everyone that they don't really yep. focus enough on any one person. So I can't really tangibly connect. So I'm really connecting with them more on a conceptual level than an emotional level, which is very yep. unlike Marvel. Um, so that's why it's my number 13. What's your yeah, 13? and it's my number 13 as well. Uh, I agree yes. with you 100% on this and where it is on the list. There's a lot of good ideas in there. I liked the fact that it, uh, Marvel themselves were brave enough to give this a shot. And I love the visual style from the director. Forgive me, I can't remember her name. I loved what she did visually. I just felt afterwards that maybe this was a project that would have been better with someone with a bit more experience handling this many characters. Or, and I totally agree with you here, it was a TV show where each episode may be focused on one character with a small storyline running through. And then at the end, we had the big we had the big twist, which would have more impact because I would have given a shit about the characters and would have cared that, oh, my God, he did that. And now what happens to her and all this? So there was too many things that didn't make it a great movie for me, although I liked the fact that it shot for the moon. Didn't quite reach it, though. Um, so, yeah, there's some stuff in there. 
that I was pleased about. But overall, it was the weakest entry of uh, the movies for me, as we just discussed. It's the weakest movie for me. The director is Chloe Zhao. Um, Thank you. And I think I agree with you on one thing that's really key is that it shot for the moon. I'm happy it exists because to me, it really showed a willingness to take chances and try new things. Yeah. Everyone yeah, had been yeah. complaining and still complained that everything kind of feels the same with Marvel. This movie does not feel like, frankly, a Marvel movie. And I think it's kind of cool, even if it didn't really hit me perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 12. Oh. My number 12 is Moon Knight. Um, I'm really surprised that it's this low. But episodes one and two were fantastic. Episodes three, four fucking terrible so boring i have no idea why anyone did anything they could have cut those episodes out and it would have been the same virtually the same um i still don't really understand anything about the climax i don't understand anything about why these i think they were giants doing shit giant you know uh what's it called uh i juice yeah, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I really don't understand the goal of um, the the main baddie of it, what his motivation is, how he like kind of fits into it. I just don't get it. And normally in a lot of movies like this, if I don't get it, like I say this about the Mission Impossible movies, I don't know 80% of what's happening, but I know whether or not some things are good or bad, and it, I care enough to like have a good time. By the end of Moon yep. Knight, I really didn't care that much. I did like Oscar Isaac. I did like yep. um, the way they portrayed his uh, trauma and all that. I thought that aspect was good, but everything else around it in the latter half, I could have done without. So yep. that's where I'm at. Yeah. Again, uh, I, I think the things that you just mentioned about why you liked uh, Moon Knight is why it's not in my bottom three, but is definitely reason why it's 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 down there for me. But my number 12 is Love and Thunder for pretty much what you just spoke about i was just um it's interesting i was just talking to producer carl before you joined us it's it's been fun this because we give these movies and shows a letter grading on based on their quality and other things and we try to be a bit less personal about it Uh, but sometimes you you have these personal feelings about movies and we we enjoy them or not and and thor disappointed me so much because ragnarok was so good it it Mm -hmm. found the balance between comedy and should we say seriousness because you do words better than what I do, uh, but that's because you're an accomplished writer and I'm not. Um, but it just it shit the bed for me. It, it with its leaning into, like you said, the slapstick comedy and stuff. And the, the more it still makes me angry when I think about it now, which is why it was <laughs> bouncing down the list. I, the, the fucking god donut and the doing the splits to keep the cars apart and stuff. I'm like, we didn't get that in Ragnarok. We had sensible humor, should we say? But. I, I just it, it sucked and I don't want to go over again because everything you said about it, but it really did take it out. And I guess a lot of the reasons it's down so low for me is I was so disappointed that it wasn't as good as Ragnarok and that 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 forces down. Now, it's a better film, I think, than Eternals. It's a better structure than Eternals, etc. for what we discussed, which is why it's not 13. It's number 12, but it's down mm-hmm. there in my bottom three. And that's where it belongs. Fair enough. All right, so we're moving on to number 11, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Wow, go. So, I mean, I didn't – this was the first – this is the second TV series we've had. 
um after wandavision and wandavision i thought was paced pretty well in the way it structured everything um the falcon and the winter soldier it, it was the first time i experienced the the marvel disney plus slump which is episodes three and four and um the first two episodes i thought were pretty good three and four i stopped caring about who was doing what who these these that that, that girl from star wars i forget her name and her group of people were doing um i liked baron zemo but I I definitely consciously found myself being like, wait, why are they going to this party? What's happening here? Does this really make sense? How are they doing this? It just felt a bit. It felt very TV. It almost felt okay. network TV in some ways, just like how kind of cheesy and weird that things got. It's like, oh, well, everyone's going to like Baron Zemo. So let's humanize him in this way that kind of felt disingenuous um, yep. and also like put him in situations where that doesn't quite make sense but whatever um it has a great core story it has uh and by the way it's at number 11 but there were i think past moon night where the part where i'm like this is pretty good moving on up in my opinion Fair so enough. that's yeah. that's where i'm standing um i liked the um the inclusion of isaiah bradley in in the mythology here uh, about the the slight slight is a very it's a very not strong word against you know yeah. the black americans i would say that's sure. obviously stronger than that um and yeah. how that is sort of incorporated into the mcu was great um i think overall it had had a, it was mostly strong at the tail end that final battle i did not care for that much in that moment where that guy was like that's captain america that was kind of cheesy and then that like six minute monologue that falcon i mean not falcon the new captain america gives was yeah. a bit on the nose and kind of blah um, but I liked the action. I liked, uh, oh my God, U.S. Agent. Um, yep. I liked the way he was incorporated to it. I don't like his little redemption at the end. I think it would have been more interesting if he didn't get like a full redemption there, but I understand their desire yeah. to do that. I do like the yep. shades of gray that they are painting his character with, where it's like, he's a warrior. He's trying to do good, but he's definitely kind of an entitled prick at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, all these yeah. other aspects. So it's, it's never, it's not gray, or it's not black and white, and I like that about this. I got um, a so overall, question on that, Jammer, because yeah. uh, something that Nick and I disagreed on, but many others, and sounds like you agreed on, the Cap, new Cap, Falcon, Sam, uh, having his monologue after having the whole series show us that monologue in a relatively well-executed way. Do you think that kind of hitting you over the head one one more time for those in back? Do you think if that was cut out, this might have been a little bit better for you? I don't think it could have been cut out. I think they should have shortened it. I think they could have used less, but I think have, punctuating it in some way would have been good. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to hit me with a sledgehammer, but hitting me with like a little love tap with a normal hammer. Well, I mean, they they had done beneficial. a really good job at saying everything they that had. he he said, Agreed. and it's like if you didn't absorb that, then you. <laughs> mm, any anyways. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. Um, I mean, maybe didn't need it, maybe not. But for me, I like I like there to be like inference, inference, or implication, 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 and then just like in case you miss it, here's a little boop just to make sure you kind of get it. As opposed to like a giant hammer, like give me a little hammer is okay. What do you think, Danny? Yeah. Well, we all enjoy a giant hammer or a little hammer every now and then, don't we? 
Um, true. <laughs> what, do I, what do I think about? Okay, well, my number 11, uh, I think mm-hmm. this this sounds like and looks like, based on what we talked about already, I think this is a bit, this is our, where you've put Falcon and um, where I've put Falcon and Winter Soldier are the furthest apart, I think, that we're going to get tonight on, on okay. this list. Um, my number 11 is WandaVision. Whoa. No, this is the farthest I know, apart right? we're going to get. Oh, unless, unless yeah, that, yeah. wait, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier your number one? Get, fuck no. Spoilers, okay. Jammer, go through the <laughs> list, damn it. I'm sorry, but I just want to say, I think this is the farthest apart we're going to get. WandaVision, yeah, not, okay. Yeah, no spoilers, but no, it's not my number one. But no, WandaVision, and this was one of the reasons why I found this so much fun, because WandaVision, as we've just said, was the first show back in, how long ago was it? And so um, all I could kind last of- year. It's, it's a while, right? And we've had a lot of content, not just Marvel content. So I and I was sitting there going, I don't. What do I remember about it? And all I can remember about it, other than the main, you know, the main story was, I remember being frustrated every week because everyone kept mentioning a certain character beginning with M and ending in Fisto. Um, and I remember getting so frustrated with that, slightly at the same time as I was with the show. I liked the format of it the different eras of uh, television. But I found this one, the pacing, to be slow. I wanted things to move on quicker. I wanted them to get to the point more. I liked the performances of pretty much everybody in the show. Um, but I just, I was frustrated. And that's that's why I love doing this, because I can't remember, can't tangibly put why. I just remember not enjoying this show as much as I thought I was going to after the first two episodes and was more and more frustrated as it went on. I liked the conclusion, but I think that was more I was glad it was over and I don't have to listen to did anyone see Mephisto this week shit every single episode. Now, obviously, that's a small thing, but that's what I remember. I remember being frustrated with the show. I remember wishing they would get to the point, and I remember wishing that someone would figure something out sooner so I could actually understand what the hell was going on too. Um, someone would probably that's be fine. able to convince me to put this further up the list, I'm sure, but at the moment it sits at number 11 out of pure frustration with the show itself from what I can I wonder, remember from two years ago. I wonder how differently you would feel if you hadn't watched it week to week and podcasted about it every week. I wonder if it would have yes. been... Uh, Good point. If you you just just gone straight through it, because it's not that much. If you had watched it over the course of maybe two sittings, how you would have felt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And maybe I should, because it's been a long time now, and maybe that would make me change my list if we ever do this again. Uh, Yeah, but right now it sits number eleven for me. Fair. My number ten. My uh, a bottom five. Yeah, my bottom five. Just as a reminder, what if Thor: Love and Thunder, Eternals, Moon Knight. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And your bottom five for you, Danny? Well, so far it's Miss Marvel Eternals, Thor, WandaVision, and I'm about to give you my my fifth. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here. 
but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. All right, cool. So my number 10 is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I thought this movie, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I thought it was fun. Um, I really enjoyed the cape full of dead zombies and the way they were just like yelling as he was like flying away. That was really funny. Um, I do like also the, the idea that he can never find his way to find in love with Rachel McAdams character. Um, I thought that was cool. And the, I love you in every universe line. I thought was really awesome. And, but I thought the overall plot was a bit weak. America Chavez didn't really get enough to do other than just kind of be a MacGuffin, um, kind of being tossed around. Yep. And it got a bit too goofy at times for me, specifically the Bruce Campbell appearance. (laughs) Where he was just like, eat ketchup. I was like, what sort of reaction is like, eat ketchup? I think it was ketchup. Where he was just like, for no reason, just starts telling them to eat ketchup. I guess you could argue it's a different universe. So it's like, people are weirder there. But it just felt so weird. Um, uh, I My biggest slight against this movie was they'd done Wanda dirty. Uh, and I think maybe it also has to do with what they did with her in WandaVision. They gave her right. an amazing arc, um, and they just undid it off screen, uh, and it just bothers okay. me because she her whole journey in Wandavision is about grief and accepting grief and moving on, and she kind of accepted it and moved on, except yep. no, not really, not for the next movie. Now she's the villain. Granted, I like what she did in that movie. I see. Uh, I see what you mean. But it just the felt connection between the two, right? Yeah, we, we was, missed much. We there was a it, big it was leap like, that we had to in ourselves. It was like uh between the previous movie and Avengers Age of Ultron, all like all the previous movies, where you had Iron Man saying, I've destroyed all my suits, oh we're back together, and then Cap being like, I'm on the run, except I'm back here for this. So it's like it doesn't it didn't quite <laughs> match up. It's like, what did we miss? What happened? Um yeah. Doctor Strange also had what I consider to be the crossover syndrome. And that is whenever there's like a crossover in the comics, while the stakes are bigger, I feel everything less. Like if you go back and if I went back and read the Infinity War, uh, not Infinity War, uh, Infinity Gauntlet uh, run, people die, but I feel nothing because I know they're not really dead. And that's kind yeah. of what I felt where it's like, you kind of feel empty inside, kind of feel dark, like, ooh, kind of feel gross inside. It's like, oh, that was a horrific death, but I guess it doesn't mean anything. And I felt that yeah. when he took on the Illuminati and killed everyone where it's like, it's cool, yeah. but it doesn't matter. And I it feels empty and soulless. Um, yeah. So that's, I guess it's a slight in some way against it. That's why it didn't quite work emotionally for me. And it kind of took away from the overall core narrative away from Strange himself. Yeah. Uh, but overall, entertaining. I had a great time. I haven't watched it since, but I'll probably check it out again, like whenever at some point. But I just haven't yet. Uh huh. Yeah, since you say that, I think there's a little bit of the um, with elements of Doc Strange there. The reason why it's also down low on my list too, but it's not. It's not my next one. Um, okay. Is that is that 
it's one of the things that's that at the moment is making me less enjoy or enjoy less, I should say, this this current saga we're in, the multiverse saga, whatever it's called, because of the well, I I, I don't think I can get attached to these characters because we might just see them again because we're going to a different universe and they'll still be alive. And it might be the same actor, it might not, but so it's making me care less, you know, it's almost where they're bringing back Tony Stark. I'm like, well, don't do that because that impact of Endgame's finale is going to be ruined for me. That that character died or that that actor, that character died in that moment. And I don't want him to come back because otherwise, like, well, how am I ever going to give a shit about anybody in these Marvel films now knowing that they could quite easily come back next week? because of yeah. another multiverse thing. So that's how I feel about it at the moment. And that also then runs through a little bit of why the reasons why we didn't like Thor so much, where it's just yeah. taking a bit too many liberties with with stuff. And it means that we're now tapping out like like um, uh, the Illuminati, those characters. We wanted to see these certain characters, but now they just threw them away and discarded them. Like, well, if they come back now, then in any capacity, whoever the actor is, well, it doesn't matter because maybe they'll die and they'll come back again. So it's not my next. My next one is Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. um, for all the reasons you said, but here's a big one for me, and it was kept sticking in my mind on this one because it's more recent show that we've watched. There wasn't enough Moon Knight for me, as mm -hmm. much as, and I loved Oscar Isaac's in it. I, I thought he was brilliant, and it was one of the reasons so why the show yeah. was, it was good, right? It was wonderful, and, and the way he was playing the two, as it ended up being three, maybe even more characters we don't know yet in the future. Um, was was amazing but I just wanted to see more Moon Knight in Moon Knight show and there was too much of the show that was other stuff like you that I didn't really fully understand either what was going on or the motivations of why they're going on and then the decisions they made to put us in that situation um, but for me everything you said and not enough Moon Knight and I was left thinking what did I just watch it was good he was good sorry they had some good bits in it but I have no idea what I just saw and what does that end in I don't know. So for that reason, that's why it's my bottom five. Moon Knight is my number ten. Kind of jumping back into that, I uh, yeah. One of the reasons why I think it dropped off for me is I thought uh, Stephen was an amazing main character. Mark was boring <laughs> to watch compared to Stephen. Yeah until yeah, yeah, you face sure. the trauma like it was way more entertaining to watch steven take on things over his head than it was mark and i think may that be a big a big reason why i was less entertained in like episodes three and four than one and two yeah and anytime that anytime there was anything that might be entertaining action wise they just mm -hmm. cut it out and showed mark afterwards or yeah. steven afterwards and I'll, yeah. hold on, I want to. I wanted to see that. Look I don't at all mind those that. dead bodies and those explosions. Can I see some of that? Just a little bit of how that happened. I don't need to see all of it, but it should be some of it, <laughs> not just cutting it out. That was that got a bit frustrating. I would I would have preferred not to have had the action than to have been teased by there was action here, but we're not showing it to you. I like the teasing personally. I see where you're coming from, but I I like the I like the stylization. I'm like I've seen enough action in Marvel movies. I've seen enough action enough. superhero movies. I'm more interested in yeah. sort of the plot machinations and all that. But I just personally thought Steven was way more interesting of a main character. And I don't like the fact that he sure. got relegated. I understand why. And I thought it was a cool twist where it's like, he's not the main. Like, he's not the main character. He's not the, uh, I forget the terminology for DID um, and what what they utilize. But, um, and also I do appreciate their more nu nuanced view of DID. Uh, I, yeah. I thought it would be a situation where you think it's DID, but it's not. 
it was the exact opposite where you think it's something magical but it actually is did and i thought that was very risky um yeah it is a very uh very rare ailment if i want to call it that um yeah and we know so little about it and it's just it tends i mean we saw a split it tends to be one of those things that is really over exaggerated in hollywood so the fact that we were getting that here i was just like oof you're playing with fire disney here but i think overall they did a pretty good job with it yes i agree they handled it quite well considering like you say that what little is known about it they didn't go too extreme one way or the other they didn't make it completely um extreme like i said they did manage to stay in that gray area and like they were playing with fire but it seemed to me that they had um people in control of that fire which made that storyline pretty damn good and not too um cringy so it's good i i did i did enjoy that show but it is number 10 for me it's funny because uh, I'm writing a story right now. It's the, it was the, one of the reasons why when Moon Knight came out, I was nervous because one of my st- stories is like, she thinks she has DID, but it's something supernatural. It's like flipped. Yeah. I just thought that was just like, oh no, I hopefully it's not the same. It's not. Thank God. But no. it's just, I just was like nervous. What are you doing writing that? Like, you should be writing City of Mages book two. What the hell? I already you? wrote the outline for that. Kirsten's drafting it. It's all on her. So. All right. All right. Mrs. Yeah. Jammer's in control. We'll hurry up with that because I love the first one. I want the second one. Thank you. Um, okay, number nine, my, for you. number nine for me is Wakanda Forever, um, which There's I thought that was internship a, coming back again. Or my no, internship, uh, my studying semester abroad. abroad. That's semester abroad in Wakanda. <laughs> that so I can talk like that. Um, but no, no, I thought it was a. I thought it was a very respectful movie that brought a tone that I feel like we had long since forgotten in the MCU movies, um, especially off the heels of Thor, Love and Thunder. And I like the story they were telling. I just wish I was more entertained throughout it. Uh, I was a bit bored for a good chunk of it. I felt that runtime quite a bit. Um, But the acting was great. I thought they all destroyed their roles in a good way wait that's a bad way of saying it they all killed their roles i thought it was great um i was really impressed like angela Bratt bassett was great I-, I was really impressed with shuri and how understated she was throughout the whole movie especially how big she was in the first black panther i was wondering how much nuance they would bring to her and i thought she was so human um, my biggest criticism is that it's unfocused for the first 30 to 40 minutes you don't even realize who the main character is and then, then you realize, oh, it's Shuri's story. Okay, I would have structured it differently to make it focus more on her in the beginning. That way we can get that more rewarding overall arc for her. Um, yep. So that's what how I, that's my biggest criticism. And, um, but still, I think it's it's very good, very respectful. I think it, it accomplishes what it's supposed to and mostly effectively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. We'll talk about that again when it gets to my number, uh, well, gets gets further down the list because my number nine is actually Doc Strange. So you and I are mm. pretty much on the level there where we're placing these movies. Um, as as always, I the reasons why I didn't enjoy this as much as I hoped I would because I really did enjoy um, the first Doctor Strange. I, I think uh, uh, Band Bandersnatch is fantastic in the role, and I love watching him on screen, whether it's in this one or or his turn in Spider Man. Um, but on top of everything that you said about this film, which I agree with, 
I would have liked to have seen more of um, the other worlds, the other verses, the other multiverses. Um, I, we, we kind of bounced through them quite a lot when, um, <laughs> when he first um, got together with, uh, what's her name? Captain America. America Ms. Chavez. Or USA. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Um, and then we didn't have much of that. So that would have been something that I wanted. So in Moon Knight, I wanted more Moon Knight. And in multiverses, I would have, would have liked to have seen some more multiverses. Um, but that's not to say that's the only reason I didn't like it. I agree with everything you said about why this movie, although not awful, and I did enjoy it. I did see it twice on the big screen. It's just not as good as I hoped it would be for the reasons that you've said. I totally agree. Um, Which yeah, is funny. Disappointing, people... but it doesn't mean it's an awful film, though. It doesn't mean it's awful. It just means it's not, you know higher up my list because it's not what i enjoyed the most people do say that a lot that they, they're not enough multiverses i think we we effectively travel between three or four of them which in yeah. a movie setting i think is respectable um i think what we're hearing here is that people just want a, a series for dr strange i think that may have been better yeah. if they had done that it okay, would have allowed yeah. them to yeah. explore more multiverses um i guess they could have done it better in the movie but for me i i didn't feel the fact the whole time i wasn't like oh where are all the multiverses? I'm like, no, we got to do some yeah. multiverses and we got to jump between them. He got to fight against another Doctor Strange in a music fight in another yeah. universe. And like, so they, they had them. I guess they just yeah. weren't maybe as impactful as people wanted or as weird and different as people wanted. And I think- Always um, I was expecting, yeah. No, we would have been able to explore that a lot more in a TV show, but for a movie, I think it did yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. My number eight, Black Widow. Um, I'm surprised how high this was on my list list uh i i for me it just felt like a unique marvel movie i think it was more dark espionage than well maybe not but on par with captain america the winter soldier in terms of how overall tone and how it felt um i also really liked the the opening credits oh my god those were so good um for that i was just like i remember watching it and being like i wonder if like people watch this who aren't into marvel stuff they saw that opening they'd be like jesus this is a marvel movie you're watching the, yeah. you know the trafficking and abuse of you know young girls all over the world that's just horrifying um i like the subject matter quite a bit um it was underscored by boring villains i think is the big problem with it the main guy was pretty mustache twirly and taskmaster <laughs> didn't have enough um, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, Taskmaster should have been this because I I don't know anything about Taskmaster in the comics. So I don't yep. know what he normally does. But the way she was portrayed here, I just felt like she wasn't – she was just kind of there, didn't have a lot of agency, yep. which I guess is kind of the point. But I wish yep. there was some reclamation of it at the end. Um, but overall, I just thought it was entertaining time. It was a great movie to go back to the theaters for. Um, yep. I just – I think it would have been better had the movie come out after civil war and not yep. more recently um but yeah that's my number nine uh eight no oh that's my number eight eight, eight. Yep. yep um yeah uh it, it's funny because as you're listing the things there i'm like okay these are the reasons why it's higher up on my list so uh maybe maybe we pretty much agree all over the place but when we disagree we really freaking disagree about when these well, films well, oh i'm interested because like black widow what did i say was bad about it well, you didn't. That you listed oh, pretty okay. much. Well, you mentioned the Taskmaster was a bit just, um, just a bit yeah, yeah. as a non henchman kind. Of, that, that's what she he was. Yeah, mostly, like mostly the was, villains. But, 
yeah, you said the villains. But for my number eight, and and as I'm looking at my list now, I'm going, well, actually, I think I enjoyed it more. Anyway, I'll stick with what I've written. I mean, my for me, eight, eight and above is pretty good. Like, it's all positive yeah, My for number me eight is She-Hulk. Okay. My number eight is She-Hulk. And I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking at it and going, well, you know what? I, I think I enjoyed it more than that. It's too late now. Stick with what I've written. It's too late. It's done. I, yeah, it's done. I enjoyed She-Hulk. I was, it was a nice palate cleanser, breath of fresh air from all the other things that had been disappointing on movies and on TV shows up, up to that point. Not the whole way through, but up to that point. We'd had a few... For me, few too many misses rather than hits. And so for me, it was like, you know what? I'm happy that they're doing something different and breaking the fourth wall and all this stuff. I, I enjoyed it. For me, it was easy. Turn it on. Enjoy it for what it was and happily forget about anything that happened pretty much. However, I think the reason why it's not further up my list, closer to the number one spot, is because of what impact it on, on further thought and further viewing what impact it's having on the, the Marvel universe now. So now we've got a character that knows that she's in a show and references the mm -hmm. other characters, including the Incredible Hulk, that's now climbing through the Disney screen and actually altering her own script, etc. How does this fit into the Marvel Cinematic <coughs> Universe as we know it now? Because that, that opened almost a Pandora's box of, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. Can all the characters now do this now then? Is that what? I, Here's I don't what I think know. It means. Here's what Go I think on. it so means. It, yeah, sorry, I'll let you finish that point. But I think that was the only reason why it dropped down was the ending, the climax. Mm -hmm. When I was watching it, I thought, well, this is fun. Well, that's fun. That's cool. She's taking on this. But on further reflection, I'm like, but what does this mean now? Much like for Love and Thunder, where you've got King of the Donuts. Does that mean now that every food stuff has a god that people follow? And then it's just weird because I can't help looking at the big picture MCU wise. And that's what I did there with She-Hulk and the ending. So for me, it was the conclusion, although fun and original and unique at the time. What does that mean moving forwards? So go, Jammer. Tell me what you what you think that actually means or what it could potentially mean. What I think it means moving forward is that when She-Hulk is in another world, she's going to play by those rules. It's only when she's in her own show that she'll break the fourth wall. So let's say she pops up in an Avengers movie. She's probably not going to be breaking the fourth wall. She's going to have her same personality, but that's it. We're not going to get any of the fourth wall breaking. So you're saying that's a different, well, I don't get what I don't get. How can that be the same universe then? Same. It's the same, same universe. She just, if she's interacting with other people in other properties that are not named She-Hulk, she will just have her same personality, but will not break the fourth wall. Kind of like how, trying to think here ant-man somehow fit in seamlessly in endgame even though he was the same character um they just want to have fourth wall yeah i, I get projects. that but I, I think that i think that was a that's got to be a, that can't, you can't be comparing the two there ant-man wasn't breaking, breaking the, fourth the fourth wall, wall. to that extent he was he was just a a, a quirkier character I, I well, don't she'll see just how... essentially be a quirky character in other properties right. but she won't be bringing in her quote-unquote uh fourth wall breaking powers so it's up to us as the viewer to just say, okay, well, this is not her show. So everything yes. that happened in her show didn't happen in this world. No, no, no. It's not that it didn't happen. But God, they're not going to be referenced. Avoid that's... this conversation. They're not going. They're not break. <laughs> they're not going to. They're not going to reference it in other because they're not going to say, oh, you remember that time you did this? Because to them, what they saw was a, a battle happen in that farmhouse, and that's yeah. it. Only she is privy to like the behind the scenes stuff. And so she's probably not going to mention it anymore. Then? So did Hulk that's beat actually, up Abomination then? 
Well, that's well, probably no. She no, he didn't because well, no, because he we didn't get to see that. That's my biggest criticism about. That's this what I mean. Show. We didn't get to see that. So what happened then? If that's not what we got to saw, if that ha- if that they're was probably not going to reference it ever again. They're probably oh, not going to reference it ever again, or maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe they'll reference it and say, "Oh, this is the definitive." version of what happened because we missed it right. that was my biggest okay. criticism with she hulk and this is good to fit because it's my number seven she hulk is my number okay. seven oh, okay yeah. um so I, a lot of the positives that you had i agree i thought it i thought it was fun i thought it was funny i really liked tatiana maslani as the main character i liked a lot of yeah, supporting yeah. casts i liked wong i liked uh madison i liked just all the different aspects they had of it yeah there were a couple episodes that were weaker than the others the lost stuff was weak as shit but like whatever it was a silly show um and but the biggest problem i had was in you know how she she went to broke the fourth wall and then rearranged the the pieces on the board so to speak for the climax i wish she had done that and then we saw things play out given that new criteria as opposed to it just having ended that I think right. took away from it. And maybe that was the point, but I feel like I wish we would have seen it and understood the resolution better. I just think that took away from everything that had built up to it. Like we don't quite understand like how did things happen with that guy who originally transformed but then didn't transform? Like what actually happened there? We don't really know. Yeah. And none of the yeah. stuff felt as earned. Again, maybe that was the point, but it just felt not great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I agree. But yeah, I think, I I, like I said, going forward, I, I just think, like I said, if She-Hulk is in another property, she's going to be her same personality, but she's going to play by the same rules. They aren't going to reference specific events that were like, oh, you remember the time you jumped out of the Disney Plus logo or anything like that? They're yeah. not going to do any of that. Okay. Um, yeah. And and if they reference it, like maybe we'll get to say like, hey, that, that fight in the farmhouse where this happened, maybe we'll get it like a other perspective of a definitive version of what happened. But we'll never get a reference to her breaking the fourth wall, and she won't be breaking the fourth wall in projects that aren't titled She-Hulk. I think that's what I think. Yep, and and I and I like that perspective, and I like that thought, and I'd be happy with that because, like you said, I thought she did a great job with the character. I liked her both as as She-Hulk and as just the attorney. Enough. So if we have those characters exactly as we saw them, I'd be more than happy with that because I think that was one of the reasons why I enjoyed the show because she was great. She was great in the roles. And I love Daredevil the CGI too. And stuff. I enjoyed the roles that they played. So, and and Daredevil was great too. Um, I mean, similarly, oh, yeah, people sure. are like, "This Daredevil is too light." I'm like, "Well, yeah, this Daredevil uh, is playing in She-Hulk world. The second he goes back yeah. to Daredevil world, I'm sure he'll be darker and more morose, just as we're used to seeing him. Yeah. Maybe not as dark as Netflix, but he will be darker, probably to line up more with his comics." Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's my number eight. So we're on to your seven, which I think you just said was She-Hulk, right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. So now you're seven. Well, so my number, yeah. So my number seven was Hawkeye. Okay. Yep. And, and this this is where it started to get tough, and hence the fun for me because these I do enjoy Hawkeye quite a lot, and I'm looking at the list still and thinking, you know what? I enjoyed the characters in this. I enjoyed the fact that uh, we had a lighter tone from him. I loved the um, mentorship kind of thing. I loved the Christmas setting. I loved the the city setting for all that. There wasn't not uh there wasn't a lot. What's the character's name, Jammer? Um uh, no, not Kingpin, the, the the daughter of Kingpin, the Echo. Echo, thank you so much. I thought those the character uh, that character I thought was fantastic. And to have that character have the arc that she had in that show when it's not her show and all that kind of stuff, 
those are the little things I really enjoyed with this show. I wasn't expecting to like Hawkeye as much as I did, and I did actually really enjoy this one. Um, so for me, again, this was a bit more fun. It wasn't going into the multiverse stuff. It wasn't teasing <clears> with any of that, that what I'm finding frustrating. It was a show with the guy with the bow that's been in the Avengers, and that, for me, was all I wanted it to be. So for me, it actually did what it what I wanted it to do, uh, and I thought it did pretty well. I'm happy that it's in my top ten. I'm happy it's in my top seven. Still contemplating with maybe it should have been higher, but it, Hawkeye is my number seven. It is higher for me, but not, uh, yeah. you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. But so I agree with you on all that. We'll we'll talk about it in a bit. But for now, I'm going to go to my number six, which was Ms. Marvel. I definitely okay, understand wow. where you're coming from um, with like how you couldn't connect. Um, and maybe that's that's true. I think I'm probably a little bit biased here on my end because whenever... I thought they did a great job of kind of displaying her dynamic with the family and it felt very warm in that sense. And I like the fact that even though the family had like their problems and disconnects, they weren't super bitchy, <laughs> if that makes sense. And that could have been a problem where it's just like, Oh, I hate my life. My family doesn't understand me, which there was a little bit of that, but then there was also a little bit of like, there was definite like respect that um, Kamala had with her family and they still respected her. Like there was definite, everything I felt was done with love with them. And I think that was, that was a nice little, uh, what's it called? Threading of the needle that they did of making them antagonists ish early on, but you still didn't feel like they were dicks. Um, yeah. And, you know, I also, you know, I don't watch very many, things or see very many things with that um culture represented and it was nice yep. to see it very much in sort of a slice of life type way so i like getting peeks into other cultures like that and then as somebody who's just i like seeing other cultures that aren't just america or you know you know it's interesting you say that jammer because uh, obviously you're aware I, I live in the middle east and have done for 20 years now i live yeah. in a very specific part of the middle east that is not necessarily where where people like Jonesy and producer Kyle have had the uh, dubious pleasure of spending <laughs> some of their time. Um, but I Come do on, have man. a I was, I was at the, uh, the, the uh, birthplace of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Mesopotamia. Um, that's where I was at for one was of them. Was it nice? Was it as nice as it sounds? I never been. <laughs> Jammer, you know what we're talking about, right? Yes. I know what you're oh, talking okay. about. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Calm scared, down. Scared me for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> but but for me that means Jammer that I have I have friends and long the serving friends from this particular culture from Pakistan that are Muslim. And mm -hmm. I've been I've had the pleasure of going to the houses and things. And for me, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of that that is true, but there's a lot of that that I think was was softened down or, or dare I say, it, dumbed down a little bit for the TV show because the families just yeah. are not like that. Nor are they the extreme where you were saying that it was nice to show them as normal families, but from a, from a different cultural perspective. That bit was true. And they are, should we say, regular people that happen to have different cultural or religious beliefs. But it's not like that either there's certain aspects that are just that's not that's not how they spend their days like that that's just you're you're, you're making it seem a little bit too flip-flop the other way now oh, um, so maybe that was one of the reasons why i found it a little bit frustrating because it's not quite like that but you're right in the sense that it did a good job of showing um the cultural differences but at the same time they were very nice and good and happy and kind to their daughter to kamala so that bit was good. And sorry uh, i was also, 
gonna so say cool. I would throw in a uh I don't know what the word is for, but I think you don't are you think you might be missing the calculate calculation that these are uh Pakistani uh immigrants in America with an American uh slant to their That's what I was gonna uh, say. Yeah. culture and, and uh having blended in with other uh, American Muslims that had already been there, other American uh Pakistani Americans. So I think what you see with uh uh, Muslims from other uh, primarily Islamic or, or Muslim nations is going to be different than seeing uh, Western uh, Muslims. And especially sure, the, but that's why, yeah. No, I totally agree, Colin. You're absolutely right. But that's why I was referencing that I live in Dubai rather than some of the other parts of the Middle yeah. East because because that is very different. <laughs> You're 100% correct, and, and I totally take that on board. But I live in a part of the Middle East that is very much Western uh, um, feeling and yeah. um, affected, etc. So it's it is very much more that side of things rather mm. than uh, oh, yeah. difficult. So, but you're 100 right. But I have seen a Western influence society a lot more where I am specifically compared to where you guys served and were deployed. Um, so you're 100 right. But I have seen that more Westernized style and and of immigrant, etc. So you're right. But I still do still feel that they kind of missed the mark a little bit. But 100% agree. They did a nice job with it. Just just because they missed the mark doesn't mean that they did it badly or they got it wrong. It's just that it was slightly off. But I did like that and bit, I, but that made reasons why I maybe didn't like the show as much. But sorry, uh, Jammer, this is your seven. You go, buddy. And I don't think it's a. I don't think it's meant to present reality as much as it's supposed yeah. to represent a specific feeling of okay. a specific reality. I mean, this is. The perspective of a handful of writers um, it's created by uh, Bisha K. Ali, who is a British Pakistani. So it's it's a mishmash. I think it's more about getting capturing the essence. In, and like you said, having an idealized version of what they like, you know, things they like about being an immigrant mixed in with their heritage and stuff and just mixing it into the Marvel tapestry. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah. All, all of those things kind of woven into something that is ultimately not accurate, but something that they want to be represented on screen it's like i mean it's a fantasy cool. it's a fantasy yep. on screen with cultural elements that mean something to the writers which i think is key like it doesn't need to be accurate um just like almost any high school situation in any hollywood thing doesn't feel like high school it's just there to accomplish yeah, a specific sure. thing. <clears throat> no, that's fair that's fair but i get your point for sure um yeah. there's what was i going to say about it uh, i think it had a slump in the middle, like the other shows, but I think the the, the overall climax, the last two episodes, I really enjoyed. Um, that mixed in with the family, um, I thought was great, and I just like I like the overall. You mentioned the comedy didn't land with you. I didn't think there was a lot of comedy either, but I think it had a charm to it that kind of warmed me quite a bit as I watched it. So even if I didn't find it funny or anything, I was definitely just charmed throughout most of it. So okay. my number six. Okay. Well, my number six, um, a little bit different to where you placed this, was uh, Shang-Chi. Okay. I, mean, I haven't placed uh, Shang-Chi yet. Oh, sorry. I've, oh, no, sorry. Uh, no, no spoilers. Sorry, I was talking about the other one. Um, yeah, I actually, this one, what let this down for me, I liked this movie quite a bit. I saw it twice at the big screen. I enjoyed it pretty much all the way through. I love seeing these new characters because I had no... Um, um, connection to these characters whatsoever from the comics. These were comics I'd never even read or even heard of up until the point when we started to talk about them being part of the MCU. So 
for me, it was a great introduction to them. I love the way they brought these characters in. Um, I thought the action set pieces were were new and unique and for, were fun. And then the final third, and it let it let it down for me. Um, it was, it wasn't. I think it was because this they had done such a good job leading up to that that I was hoping that that great job would carry on and give me something I hadn't seen before, as they had done up to that point. Various things. Um, and it kind of just let me down a little bit, which is why it's not any higher than six, but it definitely is one of my favorite films of MCU um, phase four. And I am looking forward to the second one of these for sure. And to seeing this character again play out in uh, in more ways in phase five and obviously ultimately in phase six as well. Uh, this, this was good. This was good fun. Just let me down on the final third, unfortunately. Fair. Um, you'll hear more hear a little bit more about that when it hits on my list. But for now, my number five. Um, actually, you just did your number six, correct? Yes, sir. So just to recap on my end, mine is a uh, my top, my bottom fifteen through six. What if Thor: Love and Thunder, Eternals, Moon Knight, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Doctor in the Multi Multiverse, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Wakanda Forever, yeah. Black Widow, She Hulk. And Ms. Marvel. What about yours so far? <clears throat> yeah, so I would have put what if at 15 as well, based on what we we're talking about at the beginning. And then coming down the list would have been Ms. Marvel, Eternals, and Thor Love and Thunder, WandaVision, and Moon Knight, then Doc Strange, She Hulk, and then Hawkeye would have been number seven, with Shang-Chi being in the top six. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by JD Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. My number five is Loki season one. Um, I, I thought this show was super fun. Uh, it still had that mid slump for me, but I still <laughs> liked a lot of what happened. I really enjoyed the dynamic between, uh, um, I almost called him the doctor between Loki <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Mobius as well as his alternate version. And that climax was stupendous. Um, just a bit of a saggy middle. Uh, but I also liked the opening theme song. That opening theme song is so good. Um, I just think it's, it also just has really strong characterization of Loki. A lot of yep. people complain about his sped up character arc because we essentially get the the most evil version of Loki transitioning into the softest version of Loki over the course of a single episode. And I get that. But as someone who watched that arc happen over the course of several movies, I didn't want to watch it happen again over the course of yep. several movies. Like, get to the so point. We know, we know yeah, the yeah. good is in him somewhere. And... Yep. I can buy him seeing his life play before his eyes can unlock something in him that otherwise would not have been there. It's a bit 
yeah. easy, but I'll take it. Give me more of what's going on. I want to see, because really what we want to see is more of the Loki that we liked continuing yeah. on in his journey. And that's ultimately Interacting with people and stuff. Yeah, 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 so, exactly, yep. Uh, great show. Uh, I'm really excited for season two. I didn't know that Owen, I didn't realize how amazing Owen Wilson would be in the MCU. And I'm just so happy that he's here as well. So great job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that, and because of all the reasons why you just said that you put Loki in your top five, it's also the reason why he's not my number five and that mm -hmm. the Falcon and Winter Soldier is my number five. Okay. Um, for everything, all the good things that you listed before previously, um, but one of the one of the things that I liked most about this, uh, on top of what you said, was, and I did like the dynamic between the two leads, between Falcon and Winter Soldier, or what was to become Captain America and Winter Soldier. I really enjoyed those two on screen together, and I think those two in the show made up for some of the points that you were pointing out of that kind of dragged the show down a little bit or slowed it down a little bit. Um, and along with, obviously, um, Mr. Zemo himself in there as well, I think the actors and the the way they played the characters carried this show higher up the list for me rather than the actual show itself because I really enjoyed seeing them on screen. So all the reasons why you liked it, et cetera, were great, but some of the reasons why it wasn't quite so good for you, I think, was out weighed by the quality that we saw of the actors on screen and i look forward to seeing them partner up together too particularly on the boat scene too i can't remember what episode it was but when they were connecting on the boat fixing up um sam's uh, sister's boat towards the end just that oh, yeah. interplay between them it was very simple scenes very laid-back scenes but I, I enjoyed them very much so uh so yeah so falcon and winter soldier is in my top five fair enough yeah i think the good elements in that show are very good I just wish that it didn't have the saggy middle. Um, yeah, I understand. Moving on to my number four. No one likes saggy bits. It's true. Nope. Saggy bits. Don't Especially like when that. you get to my age. It's true. Um, Hawkeye is my number four. Uh, oh, I liked okay, it cool. for all the same reasons you did. Cool. I thought it was had a great lighthearted tone. I like Haley Steinfeld in virtually everything that she's in. Um, she's just really funny. She brings like an awkward funniness that I think fits well as a nice counterpoint to Hawkeye, who is kind of a cantankerous uncle. That's like the the yeah. role that he adopted with like him and um, what's her name? Not her. Uh... Wanda. Yeah, Wanda. And uh, he kind of transferred that over to this girl. It felt a little more paternal, though, to be honest, I think. But um, yeah. I liked his character. And his what he was trying to do and the whole thing was like, I got to get home for Christmas type of thing. It's a stupid cliche, yes. but I like that they incorporate it into the MCU. Um, I think my biggest criticism was how they presented uh, Kingpin. He was more grounded in the Daredevil thing. And in this one, he's closer to the comic where he's just sort yeah. of this big like, bull and somehow he's strong. I, it's not really yeah. explained how, but he is like his ability to just survive explosions and to do things. Um, yeah. and, and the way he acts, it's the same as in daredevil, but in context of the show, it feels more jarring and it feels more not good. And I don't know why it is because I think it, it yeah. works in daredevil, but it doesn't quite work here as much. Um, I think and... it's just. I think you just explained it. The tone of the show is very, very different. The tone of the rest of Hawkeye is very different from Daredevil. So although it his is. character is the same, it doesn't fit. You, I think you just said it. I think it's because of the tone of the rest of but the show. But not in the way you would think. It, like for me, it just doesn't feel like because in Daredevil, I think, oh, 
to me, I look at that, I'm like, oh, that's film quality acting. And here I'm like, that's just too big. Like, he's like, oh, I'm Kingpin. I, I don't remember how he talks. He just talks in this really specific way. It just felt weird. Um, but regardless, the show itself, I thought, was so much fun. It is the one Marvel show not to have a saggy middle. It was entertaining <laughs> consistently throughout. It was so good. Well, no, it's it's one of two to be consistently entertaining throughout. I look forward to each episode so much each week um especially compared because usually the first two or three episodes i'm looking forward to it and then i kind of like i'll get to the other three or four when i get to it but this one i'm like every week give me some hawkeye i'm ready for some hawkeye i loved yelena in this her showing up in this she and uh the other girl had like great chemistry together and i'm excited to see them interacting a lot more um it was goofier it was weird it was like sillier but i'm on board with uh hawkeye larping so all good stuff I'm on, I'm I'm on board. Even though you have the tracksuit yeah. mafia, it's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> well, my number four is um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, I it's it's more fresh in my mind at the moment, obviously, because it's only just been released. It's been out for what a week now. Uh, I think coming up to the first week for me here, um, and for me, the reason why it's so high in my list and it's number four is I think finally there's been a film now that seems to have seems to be almost, dare I say, a return to form as far as quality goes from, from Marvel. And and again, we as we've, we've said, it's not that all these films have been absolutely awful. There's been some better ones and there's been some worse ones. But this one really did feel like it, it had a little bit more focus, a little bit more love, attention and care on it. Um, and it seemed to, and it seemed to just be overall a better film. Now, I, and obviously, sadly, I couldn't make the show last week. I, too, was bored for very large chunks of this movie. And I feel the runtime was very bloated. It's got a saggy middle, Jammer. This film's <laughs> got a saggy bloated middle. Um, it's, And I think that's one of the reasons why I was a little bit disappointed with it overall, even though it's a great return to form, because of its runtime, because of its bloatedness, because of its... It took its time finding its feet, but when it did, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the grey area perspective of Namor and the Wakanda's position in the world, you know, protecting itself and and the rest of the world trying to steal its shit and and then trying to pretend that they're they're the bad guys. It seems very relevant. We could have done without as much as I love seeing the character's name. Forgive me, the uh, Ironheart, uh, Martin Freeman's character. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. yeah, yeah. I think we could have done with, although I kind of like the fact that now we know that they used to be married. I thought that was a fun little note. We probably could have done without them at all. Probably didn't need any of those scenes at all and probably could have still had a movie in there somewhere. Um, but it is a good return to form. I thought Angela Bassett was fantastic. I thought the actress that plays Shuri, again, on Terrible in Names, I thought they did a great job. So again, it's it right. being carried with some great acting, some great on-screen <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, all the pretty explosions and stuff was 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 good enough, but what was really pleasantly for me was a return to form from the quality of acting, writing it for big chunks of the movie. And so that's why it made it into my top four. It's not a perfect movie. It's not, I'm not sure where I would put it in my overall MCU 10, where we're only doing phase four, but from phase four, I think it's definitely one of the best for sure. And obviously it's, uh, yeah, I want I think yeah, what you, it's in my top four. It's in my top you, three movies of phase I four. Think- what you felt for the return to form was that it takes its own mythology seriously. Um, okay. Yeah. 
because it really does like even though you have the more yeah. ridiculous things like namor having wings for feet and stuff like they just took it like they said this is part of the world and we're making it yep. we're making it serious and we're we're respecting it we're not undercutting it constantly yeah. um yeah they owned it yeah that's fair Cool. Yeah, so so yeah, that's, your, yeah, that's my top three. Four? Top three movie. Uh, yeah, I think well, people can tell by the list if they're still paying attention that that is my top one of my top three movies from Phase Four. And that's your top four for the all overall. And that's my fourth one on this one. Yeah. Great. Well, my number three. Top three that. time. This was this was uh this was tough, and I feel like I might be illicit surprises here. Three Spider Man No Way Home. Um, I thought it was excellent overall. Really great movie, had a lot of positive things. My criticism comes from it. Sloppy filmmaking. Um, the scenes where the, the Spidey crew were hanging out on the scaffolding on the Statue of Liberty, that just felt lazy. There was really, it doesn't seem like there was any thought put into how the shots were done. It almost felt like, uh, it looks like an SNL skit. And even some of the lines between the characters feel like SNL skits where it feels more like extended improv than it does actual dialogue curated to sort of push the story forward. Um, so those are my biggest criticisms. Everything else about the movie, I pretty much like. Oh, one more thing, one more criticism. It makes no sense why Peter Parker would take Electro anywhere because that guy so overtly wanted to kill everything. Why would you take him to freaking Happy's apartment? That was just crazy to me. Um, but everything else I really liked, like, I think the narrative arc that they send Peter on his emotional journey, the death of aunt may was handled, handled superbly. Um, and just how they managed to just address the complaints of so many people who complained about his version of the MC was like, Oh, he, he's the Peter Parker who gets everything handed to him. He's Iron Man jr. Da, 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 da. And now they've kind of, had their cake and ate it too, where it's like, yeah, we have that version of him, but now he is the, the <laughs> Peter Parker that you know. He's poor. No one knows him. No one likes him. He's got no real support. He has less support. At least, you know, the yeah. other Peters had Aunt May. He doesn't have Aunt May anymore. He's got nobody. He's worse off. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens with him going forward. I think they just did a marvelous job of um, just, I, I don't know about bringing in fan feedback, but like incorporating and turning him into someone who is more recognizable in the comics and it was just superb um but yeah so do really you great think movie that was yeah do you think Gemma, that that was intentional from when they had the trilogy planned or was there not a trilogy planned and they were just doing it film by film as we move forwards or do you think that was to subvert it a little bit and say yeah we're going to have this parker where he literally is given everything and then we're going to take it away from him rather than the other way around do you think that was intentional or it's just that's how Oof. it played out? I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I have no idea because um I know there's a lot of flexibility in the MCU and how it's done. They have maybe basic ideas, but I think it's also planned out a lot less than we think. I think that what they're pretty good about is pivoting based on what came before and making it relatively cohesive. So I don't think they had a plan from the beginning. Uh, mostly yeah. because this was a movie that we didn't know was going to happen because they wasn't even part of the original deal that Sony did. So Fair enough. I yeah, don't think they would have had a plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, about number three, No Way Home. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Sorry, just taking a swig of water there for the listener, but obviously the viewer saw what I was doing and is very forgiving. Um, my number three, uh, Loki. Loki is my number three. 
without a doubt my favorite of the shows um for all the things that you've said but i particularly just like watching tom hiddleston play this character i think it's it's such a joy to watch and then yeah. to have him play the character and have almost every character that he came up against or with or had any interaction with any kind of interaction at all was just wonderful so they picked the actors to play alongside him of course with owen wilson being the main one so well it was just a joy to watch him on screen all the time even when there were some bits of the stories that, that for me did drag on a little bit they were a little bit slow overall though just to watch him in this character and to have fun with this character and to generally look like he enjoys playing loki is a joy to watch very much like um uh benedict cumberbatch um just watching him as the character just watching the actor play that character is a joy. And for me, that's why, as well as all the reasons that you'd, you'd listed yourself, um, Jammer, Loki is my top three, and it's mostly to do with Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Long may he continue to be Loki. Agreed. Yep. All right. My number two is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, okay. I think this movie is pretty... Well, I agree with you. The last act is boring mostly i think the action is boring i do appreciate what happened between him and his father i think that aspect works so that redeems it a bit in my mind and helps me get over sort of the cg fest and then plus i enjoyed some of the character moments with the within the fight like seeing uh trevor slattery just play dead or fumble around in the fight and stuff i thought that <laughs> stuff was fun um the overall fight it's nothing we haven't seen before. Um, I think any Marvel origin story has just a lot of energy to it that others maybe just don't have. It's like there's sort of a freshness to them. And I think this one has that. They introduce a very sort of unique character, one that realistically doesn't make sense. Why this this character, this guy is so well-adjusted living in San Francisco. Is it San Francisco? I think it's San Francisco. Yep. Well-adjusted living in San Francisco considering his upbringing. Doesn't make any sense, but you know what? Simu Liu is a really likable lead. He's great in everything he does, and he really brings just the the the, the charisma to this character to the point where, like, you know what? I don't care. Screw it. We'll go with it. And I love his yeah. dynamic with um with Aquafina and their their bromance, so to speak. Their their platonic friendly relationship, which I think we don't see enough of in the MCU. Um, yep. it just, it just felt fresh and fun. And I get like a lot of energy. Like I had a lot of energy coming out of that movie and throughout that movie, it was just such a joy to watch. And also another thing in the MCU, yes, they're known for actions, but I generally kind of zone out during a lot of fight scenes for the most part, yep. up until the last act, all the fight scenes were just fun and different in this one. They had like yep. that sort of, um, yep. I guess that, uh, I'm not going to pretend I know martial arts, but like, you know, the, the martial arts edge to them that most fights in the, in the MCU don't have. And cool. it just looked great and it was just engaging. And uh, I just am really stoked to see what they do with the character next. Like I just, I have a lot of enthusiasm for what this character could bring to the MCU as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. And that's why it's why it was in the, it was one of the top ones of the movies for sure. But my number two, um, slightly different to yours, obviously from where this film was placed is Black Widow. Mm, okay. So we, we obviously now we figured out what my number one is, but I, I, you know, as we've been talking, a lot of the films that, and the shows that you and I have, have enjoyed that are in the top five, 
around the top five to six or seven, um, have been based on the dynamic between the characters in the film, whether it's a partnership. And you yourself just mentioned there between the top two with um, with Shang-Chi and uh, what's her name? Uh, Aquafina. I can't remember the... I don't the remember her name either. Name. But it was their, their interaction, right? So for me, Black Widow, it was the interaction between the characters again, uh, particularly with... Um, Elena. With... Uh, with Yelena in there as well. I thought she is fantastic. And I and almost, not that I'd forgotten that she was in Hawkeye, but it just made me, I remember now in Hawkeye and her character in that was was awesome, just like she was in Black Widow. And that was one of the reasons why I enjoyed Black Widow. I It was great to be back at the movies again. It was great to be on the big screen again. I enjoyed that. I like to see all of those actors interacting with each other, particularly when they got to the cottage and now having dinner together. I just enjoyed those interactions and the action is, is what it is. The final action of them falling out of the sky forever. It reminded me of um, the awful James Bond film, die another day where the aeroplane was falling <laughs> apart for like 30 minutes. It was on fire for 30 minutes and they were fighting on this plane that was on fire for 30 minutes or the, um, you, awful Fast and Furious film where it's the longest runway in the world where that plane's taking off from and it must be about a 10 mile long runway or something like that that fall from the sky was just okay it looks pretty but this is nonsense but I forgave it because all the interactions between the main characters in Black um, uh, Black Widow I just really enjoyed and like you said it starts off not like a Marvel film this is pretty grim uh, and that just helped to just set the tone for it. Not that it was a grim movie, but just this is serious. This is where they come from. This is how kids can be manipulated and altered and changed and how they can become these amazing assassins with no soul, etc. The downside for me was Taskmaster. Like you, I don't have much of a, a, a knowledge of the character, but I would like to have seen more of how she adapts and modifies and takes on board the skills and abilities of the others it was kind of just taken for granted a little bit like 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 we were meant to know that's what she was doing and i'd like to would have seen like to have seen that a little bit more but it wasn't didn't take me out of the film i just enjoyed the interactions between all the main casts uh, and i would love to see them again and obviously for obvious reasons i won't be able to but uh but i love that film um from memory I enjoyed it a lot. I saw it three times when it came out. May have been because it was returning to the big screen. Maybe because I'm in love with Yelena. Um, I'm not really sure, but it's definitely my favourite bar one of the Phase 4 films. I, I mean, I'm not two. mad about hearing your number two. I think that movie gets a lot of flack. People say, like, oh, it's mediocre. I don't think it's mediocre. I think it's pretty fucking good, personally. Yeah. Um, and I like that Falling Out of the Sky fight. It reminds me of like something <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid. That you would see in Metal Gear Solid or oh, really rid- ridiculous. Like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> it seems like something Hideo Kojima would put in his game for no reason. It's okay. just stupid and silly and over the top. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm totally all for it. Like I that act, I wasn't bored. Was it ridiculous? Yeah, <laughs> but but whatever. You know, it's it's a, it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. They got to have that yeah. that set piece at the end. And as long as I'm not bored during it, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I think um, just uh, we've we've just been given before we go for our number ones, which I think obviously everybody knows is we've just been given um, Jones's list, his top fifteen. Did you have a quick oh, scan at it? Uh, I did. I was, in, let's wait till the end. The chat. Let's wait so, till the yeah, end to was, talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just was just going to say I think Kyle might have reprinted it wrong. I think where you've got the two films with the word black in front, Kyle. I think actually Jones did swap those round. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure he agrees with me. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. <laughs> I think that's it. That sounds about right. Um, be, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, Go on, number one. My number, number one, one WandaVision. Uh, I think there's something to be said by having shorter episodes for these shows. Like I said, the, the, the saggy middle. And I'll, I feel like sometimes they almost feel obligated to go to 45 minutes to 50 minutes for these episodes. And it just doesn't work. Um, one division to me was just like, all right, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe a 40 minute. I don't remember specifically, but I like their, their, um, their willingness to take advantage of the medium and make it different because like, Hey, it's streaming. We could do whatever we want. So we'll go ahead and do whatever we want. Each episode was like, interesting the first couple were like unsettling had a little air of mystery surrounding it what's happening we don't know and then really unraveled from there into some like one of the the most emotional arcs i think in the mcu to date and i think i remember like one of my favorite lines was vision talking to wanda and talking about grief and it's like what is it if it's not love persevering and i just think that that is like one of the greatest lines ever um and i will say the last action set piece a bit sloppy there are a couple of sloppy points to it like it just kind of the family kind of fighting together it's not handled particularly well um there's that scene where 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 darcy comes in and like crashes into that one agent guy and then says have fun in jail and then we don't see her ever again it's like they clearly didn't have a chance to finish probably an extra scene because of the pandemic um right. and there are other things like that where it just kind of felt a little sloppy at the end um and you know all none of the mystery could have built up to what we wanted but the problem i had with it was i remember i was thinking okay clearly she created this world and then they were like oh but she didn't it was agatha all along oh wait no no she created this world and so it was like a fake out where it's like the thing that it was obviously no it's not but it is and i'm like i wish it was no it's not that no it's not that it's something else that we couldn't foresee i wish they had done that but overall on emotional level i think it's so strong that it's uh it's my number one um so yeah wandavision is my number one all right well um Obviously, you're entitled to opinion, even when it's wrong. Um, and that's <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, well, my number one, no surprise then, because I haven't mentioned it yet, is Spider-Man No Way Home. I just feel that for all the things that you've mentioned before, and we don't need to, to drag this show on too much now, it really did for me just made me really enjoy being back at the movies again. I love the fact that it ended with Peter. It, it sounds horrible, but I love the fact that he ended up with nothing. And I thought that they did that yeah. really well. Even just, and I had the pleasure again of watching it again. I, it was only the second time I watched it, but it was very recent when they launched the ad, added extra bits. The Oh, how was that? Well, here's the thing, right? Because I, it, it's strange. I really enjoyed it when it came out. I would have been happy to watch it more than once more. And I never got a chance to. So when they did release this new version with the extra stuff in it, I was like, you know what? I am super excited now because it's been a while since I saw it. I saw it opening weekend. And I really enjoyed it again, which is, again, it's fresh in my mind where some of the shows and movies we've talked about are a bit distant. I've enjoyed listening to you tonight because it's reminded me of some of the stuff that was in them, which is why I'd love to revisit the list again. But mm-hmm. this film is, again, fresh in my mind. The extra bits, a lot of the extra bits were 
them talking together up on the um the scaffold. Uh, I was gonna say the Eiffel <laughs> Tower, but it's not the Statue of Liberty. Um so the bits that you kind of maybe didn't enjoy so much, there was more of that. And it's interesting you say that because it was more of them standing around just shooting the shit, having an SNL skit. And and it was kind of fun. You're right in the sense that it doesn't seem to fit though, and it didn't seem to be as natural as they were hoping it would be. I think some of the more natural conversations they were having was when they were first introduced to each other early in the film, when they were working on their separate bits in the lab and all that kind of stuff. When she says Peter and they all say yes, and that that kind of felt more natural. These guys chatting together, although what they were saying was funny, it did feel a bit forced. But overall, I really enjoyed this film. It was great to see um, Marvel really return to form on this one. And I think it's what's helped me from Phase 4's perspective still have faith that Phase 5 and Phase 6 will give me something that to really look forward to and to really enjoy. All is not lost because of films like this and Wakanda Forever. They have got their mojo again. Plus, there's some great new directors and stuff in the films and shows that we've just talked about. I still have faith, um, and I won't say in, in the in Feige thing, but uh, Phase 4 has not been without its blunders, without its wobbles, but films like Spider-Man No Way Home and shows like Loki and for the stuff that you just mentioned too, there's still life in this old dog yet, so bring on Phase 5. I'm still super excited for it, um, and so I end with Spider-Man No Way Home being my number one because it shows us what Marvel can do when they're having fun. So bring me face. I five. think uh, what have we got? one, one thing I like about that. I didn't mention is Andrew Garfield in no way home. I think he was a revelation because honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't really like his character in the amazing Spider-Man movies. It was very much like a, uh, a very meta character, but because no one else liked, no one liked his movies. They made him sort of like the underdog hero. The one who's like, yeah. had no confidence in himself. Even yeah, though objectively, yeah. like he probably is the character that would have the most confidence of the three of them, based yeah. on his character in the the other two movies, um, I just thought that was really funny, and I think it really showed another yeah. side of him, uh, his comedic side as an actor, Andrew Garfield, and what he could bring yeah. to the table. And I I would like to see more of these three interacting. No, in another movie. Pipe Get down, you got a sore throat. Get over it, Kyle. <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and uh let's reveal jonesy's top 15 or i guess not top 15 his rankings um number 15 for him eternals <laughs> number 14 wait i don't know if it's 15 did he include werewolf by night he included it's what if, so you're gonna have to say 15 okay so it's 15 okay um number 14 ms marvel he put in parentheses i haven't seen all of this but there's no way it's as bad as eternals um number 13 <laughs> wandavision Number 12, Shang-Chi. Number 11, Moon Knight. Number 10, Doctor Strange. Number 9, She-Hulk. Number 8, yep. Love and Thunder. Number yeah. 7, Hawkeye. Number 6, Black Widow. Number 5, What If? You're high, Jonesy. Um, yep. <laughs> number 4, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 3, Loki. Number 2, Black Panther. And number 1, Spider-Man, No Way Home. He meant Black Widow was number two, but I oh my bad, yeah, you're right. Black Widow was his number two, <laughs> <laughs> and he has no power yeah, well, to correct think... us. Yeah, they... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, there was a few things that were bang on next to mine, and a few things Same that here. were bang on next to the list, and so uh, 
so yeah it's fair it's uh yeah I, I don't know what to say about that ultimately because it's our opinions on these films the biggest and surprise i, I, I had was what if things so high yeah yeah maybe well, i don't know why what if yeah but i'm sure um before you wrap things up jammer i'm sure the listener and the viewer has uh things of, that they agree with us with and things that they probably completely disagree with us with and i would love to hear what they are whether you agree i'd much rather hear where you disagree if i'm honest so please Join us on Discord and let us know what you think about our list or my list particularly, particularly where I put Ms. Marvel above or, sorry, worse than Eternals, Jonesy. It can be worse, and it was. <laughs> um, yeah. But we'd love to hear what you guys think, that you guys that have taken the time to listen all the way through to our number ones and or follow the uh, for the website. So we'd like to hear what you think as J- Jammer wraps this up. Yeah, Boy, keeping yeah, you up, yeah. Jammer. Busy day. No, I mean, it's morning for, well, er, it's almost not morning, but basically morning. <laughs> um, okay, so any any last things to say about the MCU before we kind of just move on to us just shooting the shit for a few minutes before we head out? To No, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, there's been some films in there that give me hope for Phase 5 can be better. And apparently we're going to get more about what the overall goal is for Phase 6 as things go on so i'm looking forward to the holiday special with uh guardians of the galaxy which is one week away didn't realize it was coming out that soon but it's one week away. yeah i should have so, waited yeah, i should have waited i was a fool um one but week. it's okay it's okay um so what was i gonna say next oh yeah so who watches who watches it's basically us talking about what we've oh, you want you want to you want to do that i thought we were gonna wrap it up but go ahead i'm happy i'm happy to keep talking okay. oh sorry okay yeah yeah i mean I just have a couple right. things because i have to talk about a couple things um Enola Holmes came out on Netflix. We were going to cover it, but it just didn't work out. Um, and I think, uh, I think it's a pretty fun movie. Enola Holmes was pretty like I'm not sure if it was. It wasn't as good as the first one. I think it was a little bloated. Oh, you didn't see it yet, Danny? Okay. Well, if you la, like the la, first la, one, la, 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 la. if you like the first <laughs> one, I think you'll enjoy this one. I think it's a tad good. bloated, but it's still a good time. It has okay. it has the. Uh, the the Mission Impossible effect where I don't always understand how they went from A to B, but I don't care because it's just fun to watch. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so it's it's a good fun action. I, I hesitate to call it a mystery because I feel like the mystery, while it's still a mystery, I, I it's more of like an action fun piece than anything else. Um, so yeah, good time. If you haven't watched it, it's probably the second best movie from Netflix behind Enola Holmes one. So, so there you go. <laughs> um, the other thing I've been watching, and maybe you'll appreciate this, Danny, uh, Mythic Quest season oh, three God. has just started. Um, I've watched the first three episodes of it. No spoilers. Oh, well, hold on. Sorry, Jammer. I'm sorry to stop you again, buddy. I haven't started watching it yet, purely because obviously I was super stoked when it dropped, but we've just got my nephews to start watching series one, series two, and they haven't quite finished it yet. And we did promise that we wouldn't watch series three until we could all watch it together. So I don't mean to cut you again, just as you're no, about to fine. talk about it. But I haven't seen the first three episodes, but I'm chomping at the bit because I love this show. Well, um, you do are. You, do you like it so far? Do you like it? Please yes. tell me you do. Yes. Awesome. It's, I think, I think uh, the, the first it's the strongest first three episodes of any season so far that they've had oh wow um, oh. yeah it continues to be fantastic continues to delve more into the characters what i like about season three is it it shows the, the characters in different circumstances so it's like you know they the the end of season two saw things kind of being like splintered in a way 
And now we get to see them kind of in a different light, paired off in different ways. And I just think it's really fun how they do that and the different circumstances they find themselves in. Um, two characters that I didn't really like at all in season one. I liked more in season two. I really like in season three were the two um, wow. okay. the two game the game testers in the gotcha. in the first season because in the first season it kind of felt like it was pulled out of a web series. They weren't really doing yep. anything. They were kind of sitting there and we're like, okay, we know you both like each other. Just do something. Stop being yeah. frustrating. Um, yeah. And then season two, I thought was better how they were incorporated into the main plot. And then here, I like that they're doing their own thing in season. Well, they're 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 integrating more into the rest of the the plot more, and I think it's just fun. So I love what Good. they're doing with the characters, and it continues to build on the strong foundation of seasons one and two. Brilliant! I look, I really do look forward to that, and I'm and the, my nephews are loving it too. So it's been a joy to watch the seasons again, anyway, because they're great. So it's not a problem. We said that I am chomping at the bit to watch the three episodes that would drop. So, uh, so that that's pretty cool. Um, I've not. I've obviously been catching up with um, Andor this week. I'll let the, the we've got other shows on the network, which I'm sure you're going to cover. Um, what those other shows are, and they talk about this in a lot more detail. I've been enjoying that one, but I did finally end uh, end up watching Sandman on Netflix. Finally got to finish it. And once I started, well, because I only watched the first three episodes and then stopped for whatever reasons. But as soon as I put on episode four, I just plowed through the lot. I loved this show. I thought it was a beautifully shot. I thought for a TV show on a property that's not exactly widely known to the general public, they clearly cared a lot about it and cared enough about it to put some money into it to have the effects look as good as they did. But also the storyline that was spread through, the, the the acting throughout it was fantastic. And some of the episodes were just mind-numbing. Not too much detail. The the episode set in the cafe. Can you remember it, Jammer? The episode set in the, I, the uh, diner. I, I haven't watched Sandman. Oh, okay. Well, listen, well, no spoilers then. But there's an episode that is solely set in a diner, which is both brutal but beautiful all at the same time about the abuse of powers and things like that and human nature bizarre brutal but wonderful so i've been happily watching sandman this week i've been hesitant to watch sandman because i'm afraid of being bored is it boring at all i didn't find it boring and i'm not familiar no. with okay. the property but you know okay i could see how there were a couple of episodes that may drag but because mm -hmm. it was so nice to look at it kept me uh kept me glued in that sense so you may find parts of it boring plot-wise, but it's visually shot wonderfully, and um, and the acting is stupendous. So give it a shot, Jammer. Even if you do, even if you just get that episode that's set in a diner, it's it's wonderful. But give it a shot. Okay. Give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely will. And that and Andor, I haven't been. I've watched the first episode so far. Okay. Um. So I haven't kept up with that, but you know, everyone seems to be saying great things about. It. I watched, like I said, the first episode. I thought it was great. I just haven't watched more of it yet. Um, no, that's I fair. can't wait to get to it. I've been hearing amazing yep. things. Yep, and I know they talk about it on the cantina a lot, and and, and obviously producer Carl and, and Cam uh, have more to say about it, much more steeped in the Star Wars lore. Um, so check out their show if you want to hear more about Andor from that perspective. Uh, but I've yep. been enjoying it for sure. Well, that's all I have to say. Um, so, dear listener, let me see if I can slow this down a bit because producer Kyle can... Uh, I'm not sure how he's able to close it out. He's gone from his seat, his throne. So hopefully he'll be able to close us out. Um, make sure you <laughs> subscribe to us at the Genreverse Podcast Network YouTube channel, um, as well as on any podcast app that you are using. We're available across the board on all of them. 
So wherever podcasts are found, you will be able to find us there. We have many different shows in addition to this one. You know, in addition to Breaking Geek Radio, you have uh, you have uh, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. You have uh, Anime Versal Reviews, AV Squared or AVR Squared. You have uh, Cup of Genre and the Cantina. I think I said them all. I think I, I think named you, all the shows. <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely check out all of those offerings that we have. And again, on the YouTube channel, there's lots of fun reactions from, from Kyle and, and Kyle and company for your favorite anime series that you have going on. I know the Eminence and Shadow is a really big one. Kyle and Mrs. That you Kyle. Have. Isn't Mrs. Kyle on there? Yes, mm-hmm. she is. She yeah. is. Um, but yeah, like I know the Eminence and Shadow is like a big anime series that you're covering this season. Yep. And, uh, so you'd be having a lot of fun with that, but that's all I have here for Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed our journey through phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you'll join us in our very next episode next week. Um, that's all I have to say. Danny, where can people find you? Um, this week you'll find me mostly riding my motorcycle because the weather here in Dubai is fantastic. So I'll be on the mountains or on the bike in the mountains. Good luck. Fantastic. Kyle, where can people find you? Um, at that Kyle Malone on Twitter and uh, right here on like 90% of our shows. <laughs> and you can find me at Jam the Writer on Twitter, but maybe not for long, because who knows, Twitter might be imploding over the next week or so. Uh, you could also find me at AJ Cerna Writer on TikTok. That's right, I'm TikToking now. Uh, and uh, like all the kids are doing, and I'm, I have really gray hair, so it's really hard to look at, but whatever. It's great. It's a fun time. That's probably where I'll be posting a lot of stuff going forward. Also, check out my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible, as well as MagiaBooks.com. Yeah, M-A-G-I-A Books.com, where you can check out City of Mages. Um, but thanks so much for listening. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mention accomplished. I'm doing it all. drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.